Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtun Millwall. Well, hello, good morning and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Achtung Millwall, show number eight, and my name is Nick Hart. We're going to pack program today, listeners. We've got some live footage from yesterday's excellent opening day 2-0 win for the Lions. Over dirty leads, of course. Also, we've got a review of the game of our regular contributor, Stuza, always a favourite, as well as some contributions from Mill fans via our new Achtum voicemail service. If you've not rung that, ring in. Closing out today's show, we've got an excellent listed lion piece with the legendary uh, person of Mr. Kevin K.K. Kempster, a lion's legend. Stick around for that one, listeners. Alright, so, without further ado, let's now rewind the clock by 24 hours. Let's get ourselves back over to the den for the visit of those fallen, slightly haggard ex-Premier League champions of Europe. Leeds United. Here we go. season at the Den and it doesn't get bigger than this Mill versus Leeds London calling London calling indeed, slightly chaotic scenes outside the ground earlier on the game is uh, an official sellout um, lots of cars trying to drive up and down the car park today, which was unusual quite a few Leeds coaches coming through the car park, but also quite a few vehicles Strangely, trying to drive through masses of people. All, all good-natured stuff, thankfully, but organisationally, mill, very, very mill wall. Beautiful sunny day here in South Bermondsey. The Den's pitch looks absolutely beautiful. Got to say, billiard table style. 
Whatever work's been done with it over the summertime has been very, very effective. It looks perfect from up here. I'm in block one. Really, really nice. Here we go, here come the teams. What a fair the dead is on a day like this. Where else would you want to watch your football? Over here, Zampa Road, South Bermondsey. This will be an eye opener for one or two of these players today, I think. Beige gold away strip. Awful. Millwall in a traditional looking dark blue shirt and white shorts. Fantastic. Atmosphere is white hot for your game, as you'd expect. Who might be a steward in a game like this on a day like this? Not me. Not the minimum wage anyway. The game's underway. They're off. Mill midfield today is Sean Williams and Jimmy Agdu. Ricardo Fuller making his Mill debut up front. Leeds fans must really love their trips to Mill each season, mustn't they? Fuller wins ahead, and then it comes wide to Jimmy Abdu. Wins a corner. First corner of the game, Millwall. Six minutes on the clock. And it comes from Lee Martin. real attack of any note of the game there really set piece obviously from the corner ball flowed in by Lee Martin poor defensive work I suppose you've got to say by Leeds but nicely slowed away by the big mill central defender Mark Beavers Rotherham's lost his out game clearly referee gives another Leeds free kick he seems to want to give Leeds a lot of free kicks this bloke I think he's part of the international worldwide Illuminati conspiracy against Millwall you know the one I'm talking about, listeners. The lizards that run the world. Again, Mill pressing Lee's back quite nicely. Coming up for 38 minutes now. Lee's attack. The sevens breaks free in the middle of the penalty area. Oh, wide. Wide, wide, wide. He had space and he had time. <clears throat> and he had a wide goal to shoot out there. That was a bit of a defensive lapse on Potter Lions part there on 39 minutes. Because apart from that, really, Leeds have not threatened anything at all. Anyway, it remains 1-0. Mike Mogridge tweets that he would love Millwall FC to grab a second goal before the half. Um, when we all might, I agree with you there. It's knocked forward now. Here comes Ricardo Fuller. He charges his way through. Physically imposes himself. Referee's giving nothing. Nearly, nearly pushed off two Leeds players there to win the ball. Still getting no change out of the referee. That was route one stuff. Big long high pass right down the middle to Ricardo Fuller. There it is, half time. Mill one, Leeds United, nil half time. Strong first half from the Lions. Leeds poor, I've got to say. But overall, that was Mill's half. We'll be right back after these messages. 
leave your Millwall messages at 02-08-14-402-332. Do it now. Just sitting here um, listening to the music half time and it appears there's a notable lack of Mr. Bye for now. The music policy is improved. Who doesn't love Don Henley's Boys of Summer? Come on, everyone loves Don Henley's Boys of Summer. But Mr. Pye for now, after about 150 years of being a DJ, he's not here today. We're going to keep tabs on this because is it the end of Mr. Pye for now? Do they need a new DJ? I'm available. I can scratch for the best. DJ Nick doing the old double decks up there in the in the police high in the police castle up there. I quite fancy that. So away we go, second half. Baldy drops the ball, the ball falls loose in the middle penalty area, off the line by Danny. Fantastic. All broke loose, uh, full came, but, but couldn't get the ball, and it fell loose to the Leeds player inside the middle penalty area, whose shot was blocked on the line by Alan Dunn. Bit of an escape there, early in the second half. That do overlaps, the cross comes in, but it's blocked. Wolfer breaks through. Oh, good save. Abdu can't follow it up. Goes over. Goal kick. A lot of action inside the first two minutes of the second half there, listeners. Mill error. Ford Kane didn't get the ball and it fell loose. Should have been a goal, but blocked on the line. Then Mill broke forward. Had a good chance themselves. The second goal would certainly settle some, not jittery nerves, but a little bit of a, of a collie wobble there at the start of the, of the second half. support for the Lions today. Really not heard too much out of the Leeds fans. They've had nothing to cheer about in all fairness. As one would expect they've been utterly abused from start through to finish. But this is what we do. Mill still holding a one goal lead. I do really would like to see a second goal going to reflect the dominance that we've shown in this game so far. All the time it's one. You can, um, you know, one slip and it could be one each. So you really do want that second goal. Here come Leeds now, the 16 over on the right-hand side. Slips it back, the cross comes in, it's towards the line, he's wide. That was a chance, ladies and gentlemen. That was a chance for uh, 66 minutes on the clock. That was a clear chance. That was a header without anyone really challenging hard on him. Probably should have scored there. Here comes Carlos Edwards now, down the right. Into the penalty area, plays it wide to Scott McDonald, who shoots on target, and the Leeds keeper juggles with it and, and saves. Here comes Fuller, a little jinking run through the centre. He's a strong boy, getting banged and buffeted. The referee gives nothing, as always. 15 minutes to go. Mill hanging on a little bit for a 1 0 at the moment. Game's a lot more even in the second half than it was in the first. Mill really dominate that first 45, but the second has been a bit more 50-50, I've got to say. Mill substitution, 10 minutes in the game to go. Lee Gregory is coming in. Ricardo Fuller coming out to excellent round of applause. Really, really good performance today, Ricardo Fuller. He's been in a battle all afternoon. Physical hard slog. 
and he's done a job. Gregory's coming in. First chance to see this new summer signing. High scoring player in the conference from Halifax. We'll see what we get. That was a close call there. Um, dumb defensive lapse, shall we call it. Almost allowed the lead striker to slip in behind. Ford managed to bang it away for a corner though. The 18 just outside the Mill Penalty area. Inside is a shot on goal. It's blocked by Mill player. Blocked by Williams. And again he blocks. Ball bouncing around out there. Get it clear, Millwall. Close back in and cleared by Millwall. Ball to Leeds player. A little bit of pressure now from Leeds late in the game. Carlos Hipper does well. Here comes Gray. What can he do? Go for it. Come on. Half past the halfway line. The new French kid. He's slowed down a little bit too much. Leeds doing a lot of pressing forwards in late in this second half. Their striker number nine is Matt Smith, I think it was a Lions target during the summer. Or rumoured to be a Lions target. Looks by far their best prospect. Anything put towards him looks dangerous. Mill got four minutes to hang on. The ball's now to Gray. What can he do? He puts the ball through. He's Lee Gregory. He's still got the ball wide. <laughs> Move breaks there. Penalty! Penalty! Lee Gregory got taken. I didn't see it properly. Looks like he got clipped. He's trying to pass the ball back to Jermaine Easter. Looks like he's got clipped on the far left-hand side of the penalty area. Three minutes to go. This will be Mills' chance now to settle it. And Williams to take the penalty. Three minutes left on the clock. Short run-up. And it's in! 2-0! Mill on two leads now! Ladies and gentlemen, it's the game. Well taken penalty. Short run up, couple of steps to the left. Banged it home, bottom left hand side of the corner of the goal. Mill 2 leads nil. Game over. Oh, I feel a lot more comfortable now, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that much. I was getting quite agitated there towards the end. So I believe in the middle of the crowd, also feeling very, very laid back and relaxed. A good night ahead for most of these boys, I can tell you that. I dare say one or two alcoholic beverages, a sherry perhaps, in the company of the local vicar, maybe partaken. Keep it tight, Millwall. Don't give away a goal. As it falls to the least 26. Space for the seventh, who slots it back. Ford does a half-hearted punch. Still bobbing around there, done, done with ice cool nerves, nods it downwards and towards the middle goal but going to buy a fall. I think he meant it, but fuck me, don't do that too often, Alan Dunn. I know you're captain, mate, but Jesus Christ almighty. That's a corner. There's the final whistle. There's a final whistle. Mill 2, Leeds United 0. Like I say, standout performances of foes, Ricardo Fuller, Scott McDonald's. Defence done well, Beaver's done well, got the goal that won the match. The second up, the uh, late penalty was, was jammed on the, on the bread. Great start for Mill's season. Long season ahead for Leeds United, got to be said. They look overall poor, but they improved a little bit towards the late, late in the game. Well done, Millwall! We'll be back after these messages.
You're listening to Achtung Millwall. So welcome to Achtung Millwall, number eight, and our regular co-host, Stooza. Welcome to the show, Stooz. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Well, I'm in, in fine fettle. I've got myself a little glass of um, Pinot Grigio, actually. Can you hear this? That's Pinot, <laughs> Pinot Grigio. I've got a Diet Coke at the moment, so no. You're so metrosexual, Stu. <laughs> what a day. What a great result today. Mill 2 leads nil, opening day of the season. Um, I thought it was a good game today. I enjoyed myself, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was really good. I'll definitely be having a few beers later on. I know that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. especially from the start of last season. I think we kind of carried on where we left off a bit with uh, Holloway. It was a very similar style of play um, and similar kind of tempo to it and stuff like that. So, yeah, it looks promising. Yeah, there was a, there was a, a kind of a, a leftover or hangover feeling from those last games, which is no bad bad thing because they were good performances. Um, but I thought we were, largely speaking, in control of, of the half. Um, there was that one defensive lapse, wasn't there? I think, was it about five minutes from, from half-time where Leeds broke forward? I think it was the number seven broke through into into their penalty area, into our penalty yeah. area and, and had a shot, which I think he should probably should have done a lot better with. Yeah, I think uh, that's the uh, danger, isn't it? You've got to make sure you don't give people chances like that. But as I say, I think first game of the season, they did seem like they were still... Uh, well, there's not that many changes to last season, player-wise, but they're no. still getting used to playing together and... Uh, yeah, probably a bit of fitness and sharpness there as well. So it was a starting eleven. It was, I mean, obviously Ricardo Fuller started up front. I thought he did a, a fantastic performance over the. I think it was about seventy minutes we got out of him today before uh, the boy Gregory came in. But I thought he really battled hard. He, that was that was a, a tough brief that he, he got today to you know the one man forward line. Yeah, and I I don't know what you thought. I mean, in in the first half we we looked we were pressing quite hard up from the front backwards we were pressing their their defence quite nicely quite effectively but we just seem to at times we but sometimes we just wanted to pump the ball at Ricardo Fuller I'm just not sure that's 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 going to be if that's going to be a, a regular tactic then um you know I'm just not sure it, it was it was the greatest um, our greatest part of the game no and I think well, yeah as you say when we passed the ball we did look good and we did look right we uh, moved on a bit from last season in that respect as well. There was more football in us kind of thing. Yeah. And I think Holloway does, there's still talk of Matt Smith uh, maybe coming another big lump of a centre forward. So maybe Holloway does have a tendency to play that way at times. But um, I think if you can mix the two, then it gives you options to play depending on the situation in the game. So it may not be totally a bad thing, but yeah, we don't want to be doing it full time. No, I mean, you know, I'm... I'm I don't want to overdo that. I mean, there was one or two diagonal long balls which were far more effective. I think we found Lee Martin a couple of times with kind of cross-field diagonal balls, which we started to see a little bit late last season. But today, I thought it looked, looked pretty effective. Yeah, I think there was one in particular. I think he got flagged for offside, and I, I couldn't understand. We were down the other end from it, but yeah. couldn't understand how he was given offside when the ball had travelled 40 yards and he seemed to run from behind the defender. But, um, yeah, yeah, some some good passing 
uh, in there. And I think Martin in particular looked good to me. Um, I, the thing for me is it looks like we've almost got a couple of extra new signings. Mm. We didn't see much from McDonald last year. I, he was close to man of the match for me today. So well, yeah. I mean, I was gonna... players in there are giving more now. So I mean, second half, it was probably more 50-50. Would you, would you agree with that, Stu? I mean, I, I thought we, we controlled the first half, went in justifiably 1-0 up. But slightly, you know, took our foot off the gas slightly in the second half. It was a bit more 50-50 overall for me. Although, but Leeds yeah. came back into it a little bit, didn't they? We let them back they, into the game. Yeah, they came back into it. I still don't... I never felt worried today. It's, it's strange, isn't it? Sometimes you just have a feeling that uh, you've got the upper hand and it's not going to be a problem. And today was one of those days. I didn't worry about Leeds. But yeah, in the second half, they definitely had more of the ball. They had that one that was cleared off the line from... Uh, a bit of a mix-up when yeah, Ford... that was a defensive uh, error, wasn't it? Ford, Ford came out. Yeah, so there were chances. But yeah, as I say, for me, I wasn't worried about it today. I didn't think they had much about them, so... I, I thought Smith, I mean, I was reading on, on the House of Fun, someone called, I think it was Denzel, called Smith a, a lump or, you know, a poor poor performance or something along those lines. I thought he looked pretty effective, actually. I mean, he's a big bloke, and I thought he caused more danger to us when he came into the game. And if, if anyone was going to score for Leeds, it was going to be be Matt Smith, their number nine. I thought we were... I'd agree a hundred percent. I think that more about the service he was getting than yeah. him as a player. And there was a couple of balls into him where he he got his head in it, but had defenders pressuring him and stuff. But yeah, I thought he looked useful. I mean, they they look poor. I mean, you know, for a, for a, a club, I mean, we go on about relative sizes in football, but I mean that's a big club. And um, I thought they looked quite a poor, poor show today overall. I'd be most unhappy if I was a Leeds fan, aside from any other reasons to be unhappy as a Leeds fan. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you got to go back to Leeds. <laughs> You've got to go a long Stop. way up the road, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I, I, it's strange, isn't it? Because they've done the opposite of us. We're quite settled now. A lot of our players were the same. A lot of our new signings were on the bench. But they've got all these players coming in from Serie A, Serie B in Italy. Yeah. Half yeah. of them, I didn't, didn't recognise the names of them. So. No, and they, they didn't look terribly effective as a unit. I mean, obviously, um, late in the game, Gregory um, came into the game for, for Millwall and he was, he, his work actually won the penalty. Although I, thought he, I thought he could have done better with the chance as it was presented to him. But, you know, he was, he was clipped as he tried to pass the ball back rather than uh, take the shot on himself. And that won us the penalty, which kind of finished the game off at that stage, didn't it? But I thought he, he looked uh, an interesting prospect when he came into the game. I thought that you know, there's more to come from him. And I actually thought that the, the, the Mill side overall gave me the impression, the feeling that this is... I mean, I saw someone describe it as not quite in first gear yet, that we've still got some improvement. You know, we can, we can go on from this. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what I meant about the pre-season feel to it. It, it was, uh, I don't want to use the word gelling. I don't think we've heard that at Millwall for oh, a couple well, of seasons. Yeah, uh, need time to gel. Yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've getting a settled side and, and getting a few games under their belt, I think there is more to come. Yeah. Um, but Holloway's post-match comments, it seems that he was saying we were holding back slightly. We're not going for the jugular today and just playing within ourselves a bit. So we'll see how that that goes over the next few games, I guess. I suppose his, his midfield today was Abdu, Williams, Martin, McDonald, Walford. That was his starting midfield. Um, I mean, probably Abdu wouldn't be your, your first choice to, to start in midfield. I mean, Bailey was out today and he probably would be. And that might have given us a little bit more direction going forwards than we had at, mm. at times in the second. I mean, I, you know, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Everyone loves Jimmy Abdu to death. And I thought he looked an improved player, actually, today. But he's still never going to be incisive in his passing he's never going to be the man that you know cuts the defence apart 
See, it's controversial, but I, I, I've never got this Jimmy Abdu can't pass uh, thing. Really? Yeah, it was, um, I said it pre-season. I went to the Dartford game and yeah. he played blinder of all to someone and it just reminded me again. I, I, he's not the most technically gifted player. He never will be. He's never going to be a passer of the ball like... Uh, well, who could we pick yeah. from out to... Yeah, there's, yeah, there's other players that are always yeah. going to be... But every now and again, he does he does pick someone out. Um I always remember, and people will say, yeah, but that's the only time he's ever done it. Barnsley away, he played a diagonal ball to Henderson for, I think it was his first goal of three. Yeah. And yet, absolutely amazing ball. If it was anybody else, it, it would have been wax lyrical about that. I thought he was getting further forwards today. And, I, you know, I, I did a little bit of a live piece, um, you know, earlier on when I was at the ground. And I, I commented on him getting forwards. And we make a joke out of it. Jimmy Abdu's going forwards. And there was a slight humorous aspect to that. But... It, it, clearly, Holloway sees something in him. I mean, his continued presence at the club in itself is a story. Um, but Jimmy's still here, and he's a bit like Alan Dunn in some respects. He's he's a survivor, isn't he? He's he's somebody that people keep coming back to, you know. Yeah, um, I think uh, yeah. There's there's something about him, and I I may be right. I may be wrong. Was it not Holloway who was at Plymouth when oh, Abdu was there, yeah, where we yeah. got him from initially? So. Um, maybe he knew him from before and he, he saw something in him in the early days as well. I didn't think he did too badly today, Jimmy Abdu. Um, I mean, McDonald we've mentioned. I thought he played very, very well. Nice link yep. play. Very skillful player. I know he's on high wages and maybe some would say that, you know, that's <laughs> that's that's what we should be getting from a man that reputedly earns 16000 15000 a week. But, yeah. um, you know, I thought he delivered today. I thought he did well. And he looked fitter to me. He was the one... Yeah. Compared to last season, he looked fitter, looked sharper. So maybe Holloway's kicked him into shape a bit. Well, I suppose that's a. I mean, again, we've got the direct comparison with last season. I know we were under Steve Lomas. He sh- he should have not been named, but you know the Yeovil game. We looked like we were still you know halfway through pre-season at that stage, and today we looked like we were sharp and and ready for action. Yeah. And, um, the other thing that struck me was the players that weren't there as well. I think you've mentioned Bailey to come back in midfield. There's also Upson, who's out injured at the moment. Yes. Chaplow, I think we put him on a burning raft and kick him into the channel somewhere because I don't think he's ever going to get more than 10 minutes out of a game despite no. being able... He seems to be able to go and play golf all the time from what I see on social media. But he spends uh, a lot of time on Twitter. Um, yeah. And he's also a player. I mean, I suppose it's it's like reflects life itself, doesn't it? But, you know, he, he has a reputation of being a good player, but I've never actually seen that much of him to justify this. this to warrant it, yeah. you know. I, I, I think it's still the Southampton fans thinking they need to tell us that just because they uh, stitched us up so much. But there you go. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of going back to the point, I think the players that were missing, uh, you also had Webster on the bench. Byron Webster, Webster, to me, has looked really good in pre-season. Yeah. Um, looked like a, somebody you could stick in centre of defence and not have any issue with. Um, we've obviously got Dunn playing there and he played well today. Yeah, I mean, I suppose this brings us on slightly to some of our other points. I mean, Alan Dunn named as club captain in the week, and um, I thought he did okay today. I thought he, he played well. Um, where do you stand on the on the Alan Dunn as club captain um, thing? I mean, is he would he be your choice too? I'm I'm quite a traditionalist in that sense. I think yeah. it's a case of he's done his time. Like you say, he's been in and out. He's he's always played where he's been needed to. He's always been solid, if not spectacular. And I think in the last few years, he's come on a bit. He's shown yeah. that he's yeah. got a bit about him. And the move to centre of defence, when I first saw 
uh, saw him there. I couldn't believe it. I've always seen Dunn as quite a short uh, player comparatively for a centre-back. But, um, yeah, I, I, I like him there. And I think as a captain, I think he'll do a good job. And it's that long-serving elder statesman role now, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be club captain soon on that basis. I've been around forever, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, of the, the the obvious thing to say with Alan Dunn, I suppose, is the discipline issue. I mean, you know, it's it is a factor. I mean, I, I did an article, or we did an article in CBL magazine. He is Mill's most sent off player ever of all time, in yeah. um, well, certainly in the post war era. You know, and, and sendings off have become more prevalent in the game over the last twenty, thirty years for whatever reason. That that in itself would be a research project, I think. But I think he's been sent off. To 10 times in his Mill career, which is his only club. Um, and the reason for that is clear. I mean, he's, he's, he, is a, he is a Mill, um, you know, he has the Mill fire in his belly, doesn't he? And he goes into challenges with um, full commitment, and that's why the crowd have, have responded to him. I mean, in his early years, he had a bit of a wayward reputation, didn't he? He was, he was seen as yeah. a bit of a, um, you know, the kind of player that people love to hate, almost a David Livermore-style scapegoat, but he's, he's certainly come on from that. Um, I, I thought he did well today. I thought he played well in defence. Certainly made that match-saving block on the line, didn't he? Yeah, was that him? I'd, again, yeah. Being the other end of the stadium, I couldn't really see, but if that was him as well, then fair yeah. play. Yeah, and I think the other point about his sendings off, uh, playing right back, is exposed to um, tricky wingers, people going past him at pace and stuff, and I'm not, don't necessarily think he's cut out for that kind of uh, that kind of role. So maybe being pushed into the centre, you still need a bit of pace about you, but it's not going to be up against... I think it was Brighton away last year, the, the sending off, I remember. I'm yeah. sure that was done because Abdu came in and played right back. And that was exactly one of those points, second yellow card for uh, getting done by a tricky winger. So maybe the move to centre back will sort that out slightly. I mean, I've got some mentions in dispatches. I mean, who would be your man of the match, Stu? Sorry, I'm leaping about a bit, but who would you choose um, for your man of the match if you had to choose I'm, one? Probably go with McDonald. I just thought he yeah. was live all the way through, and he linked up play quite well. I think between uh, the back and the front players as well. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue too much with Scott. I mean, he's in my mentioned in dispatches list as I've put it here. I, I, I actually went for Ricardo Fuller, who um, might surprise a few, but I thought he actually battled hard all afternoon, and he ran. Yeah. You know, he chased hard. I mean, maybe not. Um, there was no glory in it for him today. It was. It was akin to a. Um, you know, he had two Leeds players hanging on him most of the time, so it was akin to a brawl for him. But um, I thought he did very, very well out there today as a, as a debut performance. I thought that was very, very strong. But yeah, I mean, McDonald, I won't argue with. But Beavers did well. He got the goal, didn't he? That, that really put us in front and gave Beavers us. Beavers was good. So I've always liked Beavers at centre back. Yeah. yeah. Gave us yeah, that kind of leeway to, to play. Um, Lee Martin. I've got Lee Martin here as well. I thought he did, yeah. did well. Very skillful player when he's, when he's on, on song. I think I would have had Lee Martin second. And yeah, today I think he showed why he was brought in last season, even if Lomas couldn't get it out of him. Yeah. So overall, good, strong opening day performance um, and hopefully another one to match next week at Fulham when we, we travel over to Craven Cottage. Yeah, I can't. I'm not going to be there, unfortunately. Oh, it's the one fixture that I was looking forward to for an away game. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going camping, which has obviously caused much mirth amongst my uh, my away travelling mates. So. Glamping, they said, actually. They said I'm that, Maybe I'll take some of your Pinot Grigio with me. <laughs> that's a good moment to take a break. We're going to be right back after these messages. You're listening to Achtung Millwall.
Welcome back to the show. We've still some of us are still reading from the idea of Stuza going glamping, but you know, hey, there we are. <laughs> and um, some people ain't surprised. <laughs> Now, I'm going to spring you with a few tweets. I mean, I sent you an agenda earlier on, Stu, but I'm going to spring you with a few here just to um, just to mix it up a little bit. Um, one here from LBC earlier on that um, they did an interview with club executive, chief executive officer Andy Ambler, who says to LBC that there is a plan for the club to get into the Premier League. But first, it's all about stability. <laughs> I mean, that's... Uh, a plan to get into the Premier League is an ambitious target. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm all for stability and um, survival would be also a good thing as well in this in this Championship League. But um, how realistic do you think that is? Does the Premier League? I mean, I know we started well today, but that's a that's a big ask, isn't it, to to win promotion? It's a big ask this season, I think, and that's why why the stability comment comes in there. I guess I I'm confident this season, even on today's showing and the little I've seen pre-season, I think it's going to be a lot worse teams this year than there were last year. So even on the basis that we might not play brilliantly every week, I don't necessarily think we're going to be in the relegate, relegation scrap we were last no. year. Um, but yeah, promotion, it's always going to be tough, isn't it? There's always going to be bigger clubs, clubs with more money. Yeah. Um, I guess they're looking at setting us up to... Uh, be able to finance that kind of push. I mean, I, I suppose if you know, if you were to be sensible, I mean, there's there's clearly always humour in, in these ideas. That, but I mean, if we were mid-table by Christmas and we're starting to build a bit of momentum with a bit of a run after Christmas, then anything's possible. The playoffs yeah. are what they are. I mean, there are lots of aren't they? So, so there's you know, there's no reason why it shouldn't be possible. Um, stability. I mean, the, the club seems to be reasonably stable overall, um, financially stable. As long as John Berylson's there, putting his his hand in his pocket, obviously that would end tomorrow if he if he you know if he wasn't there. But it's early days to be talking about such such a, a, a target. I think they said that when Holloway first came in as well, though, didn't they? And they said that uh, relegation or not, they were going to stick by him, and the plan was to build alongside him to push for the Premier League. Um, it's not impossible. We have to see where everybody else sits in the next uh, few games, I think. For... Yeah. I mean, Holloway's said something similar. I can't remember the exact quote. It was on one of the websites, News at Den, I think, that he's also talking about the Premier League. Um, and, you know, that's 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 the that's the name of the game, isn't it? We're in the Championship. That's the second tier down. That's that's where you go if you do well in it. So... There's, there's a certain, um, you know, not going to say anything else but that. But it, this leads me nicely, in a, in a sense, on to um, the post-match, um, today's post-match press conference. I don't know if you've seen any of this unfolding on the likes of Twitter yeah. and on, on the websites, Stu. But, um, I mean, today was Mill versus Leeds. You and I both know what that means and, you know, what comes with that. And, you know, I actually thought, I don't know how you found today, but I didn't think it was as hostile as I have known Millwall versus Leeds be in the past. It, it, it had almost, um, uh, I don't know what the word is, a pantomime is one thing I've used a few times, but it wasn't quite as um, nakedly aggressive as it's been in the past. The Jimmy Savile chanting that went on today, which, again, um, it didn't pass me by, but I didn't think it was as bad as some of the other stuff that we've had in, going on in previous years. Um, for some reason, best known to himself, always picked up on this in, in the press conference and devoted almost 20 minutes unprompted to saying that, they, that these chants were disgraceful, disgusting, disrespectful. Um, and he says, let's stop and think about what he, i.e. Savile, has actually done. 
difficult, yeah, difficult uh, area, isn't it? It is a difficult area. I, I don't know. It's, like, he's finished one of the lines, but it, it isn't funny, is it? Well, well, kind of, saw, it kind of is. This is the problem. Laugh. It is funny. This, this is it, isn't it? I mean, and the the funniest thing about uh, Millwall and the the biggest pantomime element is that we are King Rat, aren't we? We are King the one. <laughs> come out with stuff that no other clubs would dare to think of. I, I remember a chant at the last game of the season against Derby a couple of years ago. I, now, I won't repeat it because no. I know people online were offended by it, but yeah. it was one of the funniest things I personally had heard in the football ground in ages. And I don't see the disrespect. I don't see you're not talking to victims. You're not talking about you're not glorifying what that person's done. No, it's literally a kind of playgrounds attack on your opponent on the day. I mean, you know, you can argue, does that support the team? Or, no, of course, it doesn't support the team. What it does is is um, puts a, you know, I don't know, egg on the face of the opposing fans. And Leeds fans are who they are. These are not, um, you know, these are not, um, it's not Bournemouth, is it? This is this is Leeds United, the fallen giants and the, the team that were fans that felt it appropriate to conduct their own series of obscene or disgusting, vile chanting, whatever, whichever way you want to look at it, about about Manchester United players and others in, in the past. Um, so, you know, the high horse argument, I think, is, is difficult because all humour, and, uh, you know, going back to the point, was it funny? I've got to say, I laughed. Now, in the cold light of day, if I analyse that, and you're probably the same, Stu, but, I mean, no, it's not funny if you actually sit down and think about it, but then much of humour is, if you sit down and think about it too much, loses all impact, doesn't it? It's, it's in the moment. A, that's the point, isn't it? Uh, I, I like edgy humour. I like comedians who push the boundaries. Now, to me, there's a line where it just doesn't become funny because it's trying too hard. Yeah. Frankie Boyle is always the example I, I give of a comedian who just seems to be trying too hard to offend. Yeah. But in these situations, I think for me, the barometer was turning around looking at my girlfriend. She's not been to many Millwall games. <laughs> um, she does have some sort of ideals. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> principles. Should we call them principles? <laughs> yeah, principles. That's what I'm, the word I'm looking for. I'm, I lost mine so long ago. I forgot what they're <laughs> but I looked at her and she was in hysterics because it, it was the pantomime element of it. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I like the king rat analogy. I think that's very good. And I, I was actually thinking that if you took the words disgraceful, disgusting and disrespectful that he said in the press conference, that could be the club motto, couldn't it? I mean, that, 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 yeah. that, that, that sums up Millwall fans over time. Tickets. <laughs> this, you know, rather than stronger together, we could have that. Disgraceful, disgusting, disrespectful, because it kind of sums the whole thing up. Um, on, a, on a similar couple of things I noticed today that made me think maybe part of the push for the Premier League is going to be more sanitisation and stuff like that. I don't know if it was the same around the ground, but yeah. putting those new metal holders for the advertising hoardings just off the pitch. And on the back of those, a big sign telling you not to remain, uh, telling you to remain seated the whole game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I noticed those. I mean, there was also um, someone was tweeting from, I think it was Alex or the, the new shopper guy, Paul something, Paul Green, um, was tweeting from the, the press conference where Holloway uh, was speaking. He, he's supposed to have said that if the club stewards were as brave as he, i.e. If, if they were as brave as he and Holloway were, they might have stepped in that a word. Well... I was in block one today, and you would not have wanted to be the, the minimum wage steward that stepped in to stop those guys singing whatever they wanted to sing. You know, they, they don't. It's just not 
not possible unless you're going to no. throw you know two or three thousand people out all at once, which is not going to happen. Um, no, and I, I think there's bigger fish to fry here as well. I'm again not I'm not an angel. I wouldn't consider myself an angel, but we've got thousands of people at Mill every week. Uh, taking class A's in the toilets, smoking in the toilets around children, and we're worrying about a few songs we're singing to the opposition. Well, this it is just it. all seems so misjudged, misplaced. It's, to me, it's crazy. But... And not, you know, it's a, it's a wider wider thing, but, I mean, you look at the sport of football, the industry of football, shall we call it, which is a money-making machine that's probably unparalleled other than the gambling industry that feeds off of it. Um, and you've got, you know, we're playing Leeds today, chaired by an Italian guy with convictions for fraud and, and, and jiggery-pokery back in Italy. Well, you know, yes, you can you can get on your high horse about a few nasty words and, and, and songs about a, a former DJ that committed crimes, um, and there may or may not be humour in that. That's according to taste. But the, the, the sport generally is is not exactly a paragon of virtue, is it? You know, you look around and you, you see what you see. Um the, the thing that worries me, and just a wider point than, than this particular is, issue, is that someone mentioned this on House of Fun. The Holloway is a is a man who wears his heart on his sleeve, but there's also a slightly kind of um, uh, there's like a tightrope sense with him. I don't know if you know what I mean, Stu, but it's like he's you never quite know what you're going to get from him. He's an unpredictable character, isn't he? Yeah, and I think some of his press conference comments often come out like that. That this is the thing he's thought of to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think the strange thing about this one is he's going to be, all the way he's kind of popular for getting us playing well and being a bit outspoken and stuff like this. Yeah. This makes me worry that this will be taken seriously now and all the efforts will go into stamping out this kind of chanting, which I've got to be honest, that will be the end of it for me if that's what Mill will become. Football's already become that to me, um, if that's what Mill will become. Then I, I'm not sure I'd bother no. because it wouldn't be the, wouldn't provide the entertainment value. And I'm not just saying I go just for the chance, but it takes a lot away for me. It's part of the full package. I mean, I, I do wonder whether you know you, you you made the point earlier whether this is some kind of um, preparing us for the for the sanitised world of the Premier League and Sky or BT Sport as it as it'll probably be in a couple of years' time. Um, but no, it, it was an odd thing. It, apparently unprompted, he's devoted at least. 15 to 20 minutes going on about this. The, uh, the reporter from the Yorkshire Evening Post said that um, it was one he can't quite believe he heard uh, the manager of a team lay into his own supporters to that extent, um, which is an odd thing to, to be able to report back, isn't it? Um, we shall see. I just wonder whether Holloway is, is a, he's a fragile character. Let's, let's, let's tell it like it is. And Millwall is a, a highly, um, or has a support that is highly unpredictable. <laughs> you can never tell what's around the next corner. It's what, yeah. we, it's what we love. It's what makes it the club that it is. it is. And, you know, Holloway is a fragile character. You just wonder how, what it's going to take before something, somewhere, sometime kicks off. And we, we have, um, you know, more tears before bedtime like this tonight. One or two tweets. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Jack Millwall says he's disappointed in Ollie. Um, even at the worst of times, Kenny Jacket backed the fans to the hill. And Freika um, says Holloway criticising anyone for saying something about thinking seems a bit fucking rich, as he's put it there. A bit rich. <laughs> a bit fucking rich sounds a bit better, doesn't it? Um, but there we are. So, Stu, you, you 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 saw somebody um, notable, I think, a, a celebrity. Would you could describe him as in in the in the way? Cele- <laughs> uh, I don't think he's ever going to make it on Celebrity Squares or anything like that. Uh, maybe celebrity. Uh... I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And just who, who did you spot? There, like? Rather than getting him out. I didn't actually see him, but um, it's all over. There's a picture of him on Twitter and stuff like that. But right. Mr. Niall Ranger actually oh, okay. set foot inside the den today. Right. Um, he was in the Leeds end. There's okay. rumours that he's signing for Leeds next week. So that's another reason to hate him even more. But I know a lot of uh, <laughs> fans are big fans of Mr. Niall Ranger and could have had a word with him today had they have spotted him. Well, I think Leeds and Niall Ranger are absolutely made for each other. It was also, oh, yeah. it's actually interesting that you say that because um, I saw it on Twitter. A picture of a, of a broadly grinning Steve Morrison dressed in his Leeds tracksuit today, and I think he must have been on the bench or say in the stands or something, um, with a huge smile on his face on the back end of a 2 0 defeat um, at the club that he played at last season. So, um, some were speculating that Steve Morrison might be on his way into, in, you know, to, to sign for Millwall. Um, so. Personally, I'd sooner take Matt Smith. I, 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 if, if we could, if we could choose anyone from Leeds, I'd have Matt Smith. But maybe it's a buy one get one free. You know. <laughs> Their chairman's a bit of a, a nutter, isn't he's, he? He's, he's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's he's something a, like that. Well, they're certainly welcome to Nile Range, and that's that's for sure. Yeah. All right, we'll be back after these messages. This podcast is brought to you. By Cold Blow Lee Magazine. And your friends at Web Directions. www.webdirections.co.uk. Great looking web design for small to medium sized businesses. www.webdirections.co.uk. Comings and goings. We've had a, we saw one. Of, we saw um, Lee Gregory today. He came on late. We didn't. We, we saw the the new boy Magai Magai Gwe. I couldn't think of his first name. I kept thinking of Marvin Gay at the at the ground today, <laughs> <laughs> and I knew it wasn't Marvin Gay. And I, I thought I'm not going to say Marvin Gay because I knew it wasn't Marvin Gay. But it's all I could think of. It's Magai Magai Gwe. Um, didn't really see enough of him when he came into the game late in, in but he's, he's come to us with a little bit of a, a troublesome reputation, too. He's come from Everton. Yeah. Um, and again, just going back to Holloway, for all the what we've just discussed, he does seem to have the knack to bring the best out of these players and, you know, the likes of Guay, who comes with a good reputation and a troubled reputation, has clearly come here to, to improve as a player. Yeah, um, 
that's it's one of those eternal uh, questions. Can a manager stop a player having that kind of attitude? Can they bring out the, the best in their playing side? Like you say, we didn't see much of him today. Yeah. I saw him again pre-season at Dartford. He looks okay. He looks quite quick. Look He's quick. got a rocket of a shot on him. Uh, yeah, apparently. I've not seen enough of him. And the other um, board I've put on here, which, again, we didn't see him today, I think was on the bench, was Matthew Briggs, who um, tried to play a double game and was he, was he not going to go to Blackpool? And then Holloway signed him in the end. So, again, another player that's come to sort of, um, you know, a decent reputation that I guess he's going to hope to get regular first-team football and, and so improve. Um I think there's a good feeling going on around the den, leaving aside the, um, the you know the, the stuff we've just discussed. But there's a good vibe going around the den. Mark Bertram went on Twitter and said that we're going to fear no one at the den. I don't think we should. That, that was a good performance today. If we can match yeah. that week in week out, I mean, you know, we're going to go to Fulham next week. I don't see anything, um, any reason why we can't go to Fulham and get a result at the moment. So well, Briggs was the other one that I left out when I was saying about the players not included in the team who uh, could well have been, and I think. We've got a uh, kind of strength in depth now. Yeah. Um, and I must admit, over the summer, I was thinking, well, we seem to be getting rid of a few players. Like a few players are, uh, well, shitter and people like that who are yeah. coming to the end of their careers and yeah. we've not really yeah. brought anyone in. But looking at the team now, I actually do think there's a bit of uh, depth in the squad. Yeah, it's an exciting feel about the side. I mean, you know, given that today was a de- good, decent performance and there are players on the bench that, you know, you want to see and are interested to see and clearly have talent, it's it's a, a good time to be going down the den at the moment. Let's hope that yeah. um, we don't chant about something else at some stage and Holloway throws a paddy and walks out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to close it there. I just want to mention that one last thing. That's that's um, Paul Robinson going to um, to Portsmouth. Um, I know it's only for a month's loan, but it does seem as though this is probably the swan song of Paul Robinson, a fine servant. Yeah, I think with his injuries and stuff like that, it makes it hard, especially when he was club captain. Um, it's hard if you're in and out the side and, and you are picking up these injuries. And yeah, I do think he's lost lost a bit of what he was, um, but that's no disrespect to him. It's, no. Of that age, unfortunately, and it happens sooner to footballers than it does everybody else. So yeah. you can only, only wish him well and maybe we'll see him back down with somebody else. 341 appearances for the club in all competitions, 20 as substitute, non-playing appearances, 43 and 23 goals. Most notable goal of which, of course, was that um, moment in, at Wembley in 2010. Which would be a great, um, you know, if, if nothing else, he is in in the club's history books for that for that goal that he scored that got us promotion. So, for that reason alone, um, we're going to close this little section now. Well, thank you to Paul Robinson, and we wish him well at Pompey. All the best to you, Paul. You're listening to the Upton Millwall voicemail, 0208-144-0232. Are you thinking what we're thinking? Oh, good, 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 good afternoon, at Tung Millwall, at Tung Millwall. It's Nigel the Millwall fan calling today. Uh, fan, 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 fantastic, fantastic fans, fantastic three, three points today for, 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 for the Lions. Uh, I, I was, I was unusually for me. I was, I was sitting west, west, sorry, South Lower, South Lower. I normally sit West Upper. I normally sit West Upper. A different view to the different view to the game. Um, and I thought, I thought we played really well, and, and we took, took, took our goals very, very well. Um, interestingly, though, um, from the from the south upper, south lower, sorry, south lower, 
Um, here's a different view, and you see a lot more of the planes that go past. Um, I don't know if anyone else noticed, any other Millwall playing enthusiasts noticed, but uh, during the first half, we had the uh, the 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 A three eighty from from from, um, from um, uh, Singapore Airlines, and uh, around about the 67th minute, we then had the uh, the BA A three eighty could go past about 67 minutes. Um, and uh, there's only four of those, apparently. Well, well yes, that's hard to tell from my from my reading. Um, but yes, yeah, so that that really kept it for me. It was a fantastic, um, fantastic day all round. Uh, two two uh, A380s, uh, two goals, and three points. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you again uh, at Town Millwall. Yes, Steve from East Ham. Summer wish after Millwall all the best for the new season and I send my very best wishes to Ed Holloway and the squad. Fantastic win yesterday. Uh, more of the same over the future will be brilliant. Um, very, very well done, Major Up the Lions. Up the Lions. Um, I see you on House of Fun. I go on there. It's uh, Frenchie uh, is my name on there. And uh, I'm just ringing up about the um, the game today. Uh, quite pleased. I thought Leeds were uh, pretty uh, average side, um, but taking nothing away from uh, the boys. I mean, I thought I thought we played quite well. I thought McDonald had a very good game. Probably one of the best games I've. Um, I don't go so many away games against Leeds, but it's definitely the best game I've seen him play at home. Um, I thought we pushed up well. Um, we we uh, was running about a lot. We had a lot of work rate. I thought. Um, I thought Fuller gave them. Um, I looked at some of the comments. So some people didn't think he was that great, but I thought he did. I thought he did quite well and held the ball up and did what he could. Uh, Gregory, uh, when he came on as a sub, um, had a few um, few nice touches and. Thought showed a bit of promise, you know. Looked quite hungry and up for it. Uh, Malone, um, I thought, uh, got some nice uh, balls knocked to him on the left and put in some nice little uh, crosses and that. Um, I'm just wondering. I mean, I don't know for sure. I just sort of come in and sort of looked at a few things the last 20 minutes, and I don't think there was a player booked. I was thinking, God, I can't remember the last time that ever happened. I must say as well, I've near enough seen all the. Well, I think I probably have seen them all. The Mill uh, Leeds games down the years, and it's the quietest I've ever seen Leeds fans. And although obviously that a few years ago we was in the the, the old um, the first division or third division, as I would like to call it, uh, I still thought um, I thought it was one of the worst. Well, we made them, I suppose, look bad. That was one of the sort of most average, uh, poorest Leeds sides I've seen. And um, I'm not sure because, oh, one little thing i say, the half-time entertainment, what the hell was that? Who thought of that? Some large plastic blown-up sort of ball-shaped thing with, I think, somebody in it, with someone following it on a, uh, uh, on a tannoy system that you can't hear a thing off. The um, PA system is pathetic. I mean, where I sat today, everyone around me was saying, who scored that? Because it was up the other end. And Oh, and also pleased for <laughs> visual trivial things, I know. But uh, I can't really talk much about the actual uh, what happened on the pitch. Very, very happy that there was none of this um, playing the music 
after after the goal. I don't know if that was um, an oversight that they forgot to do, or it was a thing that they are going to uh, carry on doing for the rest of the time. But you know, I don't want to, I don't want to be sort of told what to listen to and told how to act to that. Don't really like the um, status quo stuff. Uh, not a fan of status quo, to be honest, either. And uh, this uh, rocking all over the world, seeing sort of grown men jumping about as if we won like the World Cup, was a bit sort of. Uh, we pride ourselves in not being like the train spotters and the Nigels and all that. And I do find it a little bit, uh, a bit cringeworthy, you know. Hello, Nick. It's Lee Furman from Newcastle. I'm just trying to say I'm so glad I drove down today. Absolutely tremendous game. Could not fault the team effort from every player was superb. They all gave 100%. They really looked like they were playing with confidence and there was a certain style about them that's only going to get better as the season goes on. There some very tired legs at the end and all I can say is for the first game of the season, couldn't be any happier than that, mate. People are saying that Leeds were bad, but we made them bad. That's all I've got to say. Catch you later. Bye. Actor Millwall wants to hear from you. Call 0208-144-0232 and leave your message now. You're listening to Achtung Millwall. Arrogant cunt, you. We were just talking to Barry Bongo Perkins prior prior to the game. And Barry, you just walked how many miles have you walked? Uh, 10.2 miles. 10.2 miles. From from whereabouts? West Wickham, mate. West Wickham to the Den. Barry's walked 10.2 miles in aid of breakaway visits charity. It is, mate. It is. Now, you set yourself uh, an initial target, I think, of 600 quid, was it? 600 quid, mate, yeah. And you busted that. 1960. Anyone listening, get a pound, get us up to two grand. That would be lovely, jubbly, all for a good cause, and also it makes me look a lot thinner as well. <laughs> Barry's Which is one fucking good cause. <laughs> Bongo is, of course, one of our regulars on Acton. I um, was going to say regular fat cunt. Then. Regular. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be doing a new uh, roundtable conversation soon. Meantime, get behind him on justgiving.com forward slash Barry Perkins. B Perkins. B yeah. Perkins. Millwalk. Millwalk. Yeah. Find it on there and um, stick some money. It's a fantastic little course. Well okay. done, Barry. Thanks, mate. Come and buy a badge off, Nick. You're visibly, visibly thinner than I remember uh, you. I'm collecting some money through that as well. So thanks, Nick. All Appreciate right, mate. that, mate. Take care, mate. Last one. I'm uh, just standing outside selling Cobbler Lane magazine. I've met a, a former fanzine editor himself, a fellow of the of the crafts, Mr. Mike George. Welcome to the show, Mike. Thank you very much. Um, You've been out. Are you still a regular down at Denny, mate? Or you Not really, because I also run a, my own club, which is a Saturday afternoon right. um, local district football league club down in Maidstone. Okay. And uh, which costs a lot of money. I mean, local football. Yeah, yeah. And I think we've spent about three grand this summer just getting ready for the season. Which we're about to embark on, as it were. Once upon a time, you used to print and produce, like I do here, a fanzine called Tales from Senegal Fields. Yeah, yeah. Um, a long while ago now. Um, how many years did you run it for, mate? Well, I think I did about five seasons with it, you yeah. know. Um, and I was always really struggling to get people to write for me um, and ended up producing it myself. Yeah. 
Um, and it's a shame, really, because if I started one now, I've got the sort of money to do it, but then I was married, and yeah. um, then I made the uh, career decision to get divorced, which would seem like a damn good <laughs> idea at the time. <laughs> The best move you ever made? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that and giving up fanzine writing. It seems Mike's wearing a, a fairly nice watch, so it seems as though for giving up the fanzine. Yeah, I'm going out Getting shot the missus. Mind you, you still have to drag the kids around with and, you. Uh, this is my boy, so... I'd opened up a rockabilly shop, you said? A, a 50s yeah, retro... Um, 50s rock, retro rock shop. Whereabouts your place, mate? What's the name of the shop? Maidstone. <laughs> name of the shop? It's going to be called Crackerjack Retro. Crackerjack Retro. So if you're in yeah. Maidstone, then that's your scene. Go round and say hello to Mike And if you happen to see a band called Midnight Shift, avoid them like the plague, because I'll be singing and playing. Nice one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. Cheers, mate. You're listening to Octon Millwall. Okay, welcome back to the show. Um, next up on our listed lions section, which is rapidly becoming very, very popular, I've got one of the den's real characters, a real listed lion, Mr. Kevin Kempster. KK, welcome to the show, Kev. I'm blushing now after that. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're known by you're one of these rare people, Kev, and known by their initials. You are known as KK, aren't you? Yeah, that's right. It's been me tag like when I was young. It's go down. <laughs> I was known. I was known for carrying in in the sort of. Uh, Late 60s, early 70s, carrying a can of graffiti, uh, carrying a can of spray, <laughs> and graffiti in my little KK monitor with Millwall all over. All over the country, you used to see wherever you went, when Millwall went, it was KK Millwall sprayed all over the gas. Age and occupation, such as you want to disclose, Kev, how, 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 many, how old are you, mate? What, what, oh, I've just turned. I've just turned the big six zero. Unfortunately, oh, mate, mate, I'm not. Uh, I'm, you're a little bit ahead of me. <laughs> about a month ago, yeah. Well, it was a month ago today, yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a cabbie. London cabbie. Black cab. Been a cab ten years. Right. And um, it's good because it's like you can work it around the football. Yeah. Yeah. Do your own thing. It's, yeah. No. Yeah. No. You, you pick and choose your hours. And I live in Welling. I've lived in Welling for over thirty years. I can't, oh, Obviously, come to South East London, like most Millwall supporters, but as you, you, anyway, you tell you, look around the den, the sort of, the neighbourhood's changed a little bit. Yeah, no, I, I hear you, mate, I hear you. Now, we run through a standard set of questions on these things, so I'm going to take you through them one at a time. Um, so, first question, Kevin, what is your first Millwall game? What was your memories and impressions the first time you went down the den? Well, the, the Kempster family is a massive Millwall family. Like my dad used to go, his dad went. Like, you know, um, right. every, every, and my dad's got about five, six brothers. They, they, they're all, well, I don't know if they're regulars now, but they're, 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 they're offspring go and all that. And like our, my dad's offspring. All, all, like, it's, it's, we're just always in Millwall. My, my dad was brought up in Deptford. His, right. his, uh, his dad lived in Milton Court Road when we were kids. Just he's like, literally, not. Knocked them houses down by the railway and built them horrible flats. But, <laughs> so you, you know, no, you had no choice in the matter. You were Millwall from the from. Well, the, I'm like, not a choice. I mean, <laughs> what else did you choose? I, I, I just cannot think how anyone would want to support a Ponty Premier League. You know, when they've got gorgeous Millwall, you know, it's, it's, agree, we are just agree with that. You know, when miles above them, they just don't know what it is. When you go to Millwall, you, you know people, you know everyone. They go to a football match and they just. 
just numbers. You just silent people. We, you go to them. I, 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 I go down there. Wall. It, it, you just walk, walk through the car park. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, it takes you a while, man, to get around talking <laughs> to everyone, you know, like, you know? So I suppose, I suppose you can't remember your first game then in that sense, can you? Well, no, I, I, I don't. My dad used to take us when I was young. The first first real season I sort of remember getting in, yeah. into going, we, um, we, 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 we were born, born in Greenwich and um, um, so we moved out to Bedford for a couple of years. That's where my dad met, met my mum when he was doing his national service yeah. and we stayed there. But my dad used to bring us up to Millwall every week, start my granddad's. But the first season I really got into it was, was um, 65, 66, right? And I was, um, okay. all, all the players, right? You know, he's sort of Len Julian, Stepney, uh, Hugh Curran, yeah. Len Julian, right? You know, two promotions on the trot then years. So and like, you know, to... I'm actually even old enough to remember very well I'm playing. <laughs> So you go back to the 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 fifty. That, that's how old I am. I mean, anyone who remembers Barry Barry Rowan playing is on their last legs. <laughs> and, and yourself. <laughs> you, must, you must go back to the um the fifty nine game unbeaten run then, Kev. You, you, you... Yeah, yeah. Seen see most of that. Yeah, we was there against Carlisle Ipswich. They equalised it. And yeah. Carlisle, your last guest said last week. Uh, that was Carlisle. That was a great game. The Carlisle game. I mean, my brother Jake was on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, with a banner after the game, and he had his photo in. It was then that the, the Manchester Guardian, the teacher in school, yes, bought it in. Yes, right? yes. What are you doing on the pitch at Millwall, Kempster? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was bought <laughs> the picture in at the Guardian. Then. Great days. I mean, you know, Les was talking about the the kind of the atmosphere of the old ground and how. Um, I don't know if you'd agree with this. I, I think most of us of a certain age would that Cold Blow Lane was a, a unique, special venue. Yeah, without a shadow of that. But you know, you, you, you sort of—I mean, I, I, I love the old den. I love the new den, right? And, I, and you know, to compare the old den and new, the new den, most people say that the old den—it's a bit rose-tinted spectacles, right? You know, when when it was good then and the old den, it was. But the thing is, that old den—it was hostile, and people used to be had to get away with things they would never get away now, even if he was at the old den. No, no. no. No, no. You know, it was because it was hostile. You could, you could, you could say what you wanted to the ref. You, you know, it's different you, than Kevin. I'm with you. Well, manhole covers flying and all. I'm not, not, not um, advocating that, like you know. But you know, I remember being down. We were playing Shrewsbury in the cup. Yeah. In, in the FA Cup, we were four 0 up. And some prick chucked a brick on the linesman. They didn't knock him out. We were four 0 up. So where did you sit? Where were you in the old ground? Got CBL halfway line seats or Ilderton Road? Where was your favourite spot back at the old place? Well, uh, we started off like with my dad used to stand on the corner of the, the, the floodlight between the Coldblow Lane yeah. and the halfway line. Yeah. That was the best bit of terracing in the ground. The steps were about a foot high there, so you could see like yeah. every bit. We, we stood there, and then, then like, used to go with me, Dad. But I, I just sort of, we started getting 14, 13, 14. We sort of, we was out the cold blow light. And I yeah. used to get, get out the cold blow light. And I mean, I was, I was a, not not the fighting leader, but I was a singing leader. I was blessed with a big mouth, right, you know? And <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. That's probably my, 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 my only sort of uh, good point. I'm, well, here's a good point. But I, I sort of... 15 years old, I was doing Gimme and M, and you could hear me at the Alderton Road M from the cold <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and I just always just, just, just sit on the barrier at the back of the cold blow, starting all the songs up. Yeah. And if we didn't get anyone singing, we should give them a slap around the head, like, and I mean, sort of, but our little firm, I mean, we were the original skinheads as well down there, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's all in 69, yeah. and it all come about, like a little crowd of us. So, I mean, it was great days up the cold blow. Um, then we sort of um, we we progressed to the halfway line, sort yes. of uh, yeah. in, in the sort of mid seventies when we thought, looking now, I suppose then we was 
early 20s, we thought, oh, we can't hang around the cold blood. It's all, all the divs then. You've got a bit... <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you're growing up a little bit. So, I think, in the halfway line, I sort of ended up... I don't know, for a couple of seasons, it was up the Audit Road. Yeah. And then, in the last... Last few years, and Dennis has been in the four-court seat, sort of, oh, right. behind the back of that, like, and I know that. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. So, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll tell you, in, in the old property, we moved back to our original seat, on the corner, well, my original standing bit, on the corner where they built the first family enclosure. Do you remember yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. Where the, below the police box, where we used to stand, like, on the corner between the cold blow. So, I ended up back there, like. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Who's your favourite all-time player, Kevin? Who would you choose? Favourite ever? Well, player? um... Can I, I'm sorry, like, no. It's, it's, it's either... And the players I knew personally, like, no, and, and I thought... And I, it's obviously Barry Kitchen, I like, no, and yeah. Barry was, um, a, like, a, a close friend of mine, like, no, and, and he was... Uh, I just... I knew him from seeing him coming through. I remember my old man, we played... Um, him and Brian King and... Um, we played a League Cup game against Northampton and got spanked, I think. And, yeah. and like, he said he'd never be a footballer as long as he's got old in his arse, like, and then <laughs> come back to prove him wrong, like, great to ever player. And they went, oh, I felt sorry about Barry, he was loyal to me all. And I think in the end, they, they not, not, not this, this regime, but previous regime, they, they actually shit on him, like, and I know. Yeah. Um... yeah, and he was a lovely, lovely man, like, and I, was, I mean, I cried my eyes out. I someone rung me down the club, um, yeah. Yeah, on Friday night he died. I was, I was in bits. It's like it felt like part of my family had died. Yeah, like, no? yeah, family. No, I agree. Agree. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, we're going to swing to the opposite. We're going to swing. Go on. Sorry, go on. I've got one more, ain't I? Go on. <laughs> and the other one, a lot of them won't like this. He's still, I still, I, you know, he's not not phone number, mate, but he's always come over and talked to me. Is yeah. Teddy Sheringham, the one and only? Because oh, right. no other, you know, whatever people say, we play for the other mob. He always comes back, and he, I was, I was, he was up up there last Christmas at the um, the Christmas afternoon, yeah, the audio yeah, yeah. day game team, and he was there, and he come up Blackheath for a drink with us after, and that. Yeah. He's, Teddy got Teddy got sharing them, yeah. And he's the nicest ever player, like, you know, and he, he, well, he used to do a lot with Junior Lions in the 80s. Yeah. He used yeah. to do the discos in that forum, and um, the Christmas parties, he was always the first there and the last there, always with the kids, like, you know, one of them, never, ne- never blank an autograph, anything like that. And, and, and he scored a lot of goals for us, didn't he, in his a, time. A, a I mean, truly... Neil Harris is another lovely fella. Yeah. And he, he, he done well. But Teddy Sheridan was, was always a higher standard, like, you know? No, I was just going to say... And he on to play for England and win the Champions player, League. Yeah, truly talented, oh, yeah. truly and, great and, and, and some people just wouldn't, wouldn't even acknowledge him because he played for them, right? And I, I think it was wrong what he said. He should have never said that. Because he, he'd already put himself as a, as, a, as a Tottenham fan before that, hadn't he? <laughs> He's been a fan of everyone. <laughs> Colchester, I think, as well in his time, hasn't he? Yeah, no, but... He, in my personal opinion, he was our greatest ever player. I won't disagree with that. He was a truly great player. Probably the best player I've ever seen at the club in my time. Um, and his track record speaks volumes. I mean, you don't go on and win what he won if you, unless you've got the, the talent to match the you know, the performances at our level. So, no, I'd agree with that. But I'm going to swing yeah. to the opposite extreme now, Kev. Who's, the, who's your worst Millwall player? Who's the worst player you've ever seen in a Millwall shirt? Can you pick one? Well, we've had a few, haven't we? We've looked. <laughs> Uh, you know, I've been, this has been probably the hardest question, right? And it is. I look, it's an unfair question. You, and I, 
Yeah, because you have players come for a, for a month. Um, yeah. George, George, who did we have that? George, someone the other weekend. Yeah. And he ended up playing at Wolves. What, well, George? Friend, was it? George Friend? George Friend, yeah. And he was absolutely pony. But he ended up playing for <laughs> Wolves and he played, played for the colour team. Come back down there all of you could. But he, I wouldn't say he's the worst. We, we had the uh, Lee Luscombe. Yes. We had the... Um, <laughs> the um, the dopey twins from the Stripey Nigels, um, uh, Bobby Barry and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Newman, Rick Newman. I don't know, you know. Yeah. 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 But, but, but this, this my worst ever play. I've got to say this because because uh, I remember. Well, I'll tell you why I've said it. Yeah. It was um, worst ever play was Sam Allardyce. <laughs> Big Sam. Yeah, Sam Allardyce, because he was a mercenary. And the, the first thing George Graham done when he came to the club was get rid of him. He knew what he was like. And, yeah, I, I, yeah I'm glad I said that, because well, last time we played them, and that geezer knocked um, uh, David Ford yeah, over, yeah. and the referee let, him, let the goal count yeah. when the goalkeeper was on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And he said after, this is my greatest ever victory. Yes, he did you know, that, yeah. he's ever, On the telly, he's, he's ever had as many. Well, my worst ever player, not just for Millwall, for any team, is Sam Allardyce. Well said. Nice one. Like it. It's one all. One all. <laughs> What's your most memorable Millwall match? Can you pick one out, Kev? Which would you choose? Do you, do you mean, actually, like, this is... Do you mean the game, the most, yeah, the, one the best sticks, game? The one that sticks in your memory the most. Yeah, but, for uh, but, but I got mixed up between the two questions because there's, there's two pretty similar: great seven mil moment or great yeah. seven match, right? No, yeah. but the great seven match for, for excitement and entertainment was um, going back. Um, I think it was two, uh, 1991, was it? Um, yeah. We played uh, Sheffield Wednesday in the FA Cup. Oh, the fourth um, game. Four all, what an exciting game. We yeah. won you up in one minute. Um, Geordie scored, Paul Stevenson. Yes, yes. They equalised and went in front. Alex Ray scored just four half time. Yeah. Um, then, then second half, they, they, they pulled it back and then they went in front. Um, Alex, no, Alex Ray scored. No, Teddy scored, didn't he, to bring it back to three all. And then, then they scored again four three. looked like it was all over. Like, yeah. It was like January, freezing cold and... I know. Like, in injury time, Alex Ray popped up and equalised. Interesting it's choice. Brilliant. It's an unusual choice because most of us. That, was, for no, the... no, 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 that is, I'm, I'm talking about for the most sort of exciting, exciting game. game. Yeah, no. My, 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 other games will come up in, in my, my, next, my, my latest choice. We, we, we went up, um, this before you had FA Cup replays, we went up there in the week after yeah. and we got beat 2-0 but there seemed to be thousands and thousands of Millwall. That's when the FA Cup was really big, like, you know? Nice choice. I like that choice. We've spoken a little bit about the stadium, so question number eight on my list here, the new den. Do you, do you like the new ground? Do, do, do you find it... Um, I mean, personally, I think it's one of the best grounds to watch football in, in the modern day, personally, but a lot of people still compare it badly with the old stadium and, you know, have their complaints. Uh, well, well, to be fair, the old den, it was a Carsey, you know? It was it was a Carsey. It, it was our home, and it was one where people and chase players from one end of the pitch along the wall without anyone saying anything to you. But the new day, you know, you, you, we're more civilised now. It's like we all used to... I, I used to live in a slum uh, in in Woolworth. Yeah. To, yeah. Toilet in the back garden, didn't even have a bath. I had to go down and a place for baths. Yeah, you, yeah. you look back fondly on them, but you don't want to be doing, living there no, no more, do you? No, that's, that's, a good, that's a good way to put it. You know, roasting yeah. spectacles. The old den, in the 80s and that, we was getting 4,000 at home at the old den, right? Like, you know? Yeah. They, even the season we went up, our first couple of attendances were um, when we won the league. Yeah. We were, were something like four and 6,000, right? Like, you know? No, it's been shocking. 
But, no, I mean, you know, the 80s, what, I mean, three, it's just three, the four, old Den Nugent. When, when they're both, when it's, when it's full, yeah. the atmosphere is electric. Yeah. You get 20,000 in a Nugent, you'd, you'd never paint the atmosphere anywhere, like, you know? No, 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 I agree with that, I agree with that. And, but but the, old, the old Den is, you know, I had some great times there, some great mates, you know, and... and I've had some some real good times here, but uh, you know I, I, I am what I am. I don't really compare it. It's, 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 you can't compare compare like with like. So they're happy with each other. I'm I'm happy. Block forty six. You know we 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 quite good where we sit block forty six. We ain't really got no knockers, like right, you know. No, no, so no. I, I can't stand that you're sitting next to people who slags. You know, I, I don't mind them giving them at the end of the game if they played shit, give them boo them off and all that. But when they're getting giving them stick, they, they put players under pressure, and you know they make them frightened to play. They're frightened. To do, I think that's what's happening in the last couple of seasons, right? You know, yeah. they've been bad at home because they played better away because they've, they've been scared of, to, to put a foot wrong. Yeah, I, I, I take the point about the, the the matches and the moments, but I've got a favourite ever Millwall moment. So uh, as against the whole game, but. Mi- Moments that stick in your mind over over your Mill career, Kev. Any anything to pick out? Yeah, obviously whole city when we we, we made promised land, like you know, we all went up the hole and we had three sides of, I mean the Boothbury Park was falling a bit then, like and I don't I think the the, the half line had been condemned but they still put Millwall supporters in there, like, I don't know, help for safety went out the window then, like, you know? Because it wasn't all you didn't have to get a ticket, you just turned up, didn't you, like, you know? Yeah, pay all the money back then, wasn't it? And, yeah. yeah. And um, I think the only ticket you had to have, we had tickets because we were in the seats, right, you know? But, yeah. it, it was quite a moment, wasn't it? Promotion to the first division was something beyond... I mean, it never happened, first time ever. And for some people, I think most of us thought we never would get up into that league. So for when it did finally come, it was an incredible moment looking back, yeah. when you think about it. And there's a couple, couple more I want to chuck in as well. Like, and like, once we've done that, like, you know, I mean, the week after losing the Blackburn, that was brilliant, losing, losing 4 ones because we kept the Nigels out, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. The Nigels were trying, we kept them out of the playoffs, right? Like, you know, yeah, so, that's right, probably, yeah. <laughs> you know, so no, that's why everyone was still celebrating. <laughs> and uh, Liverpool away, when we went up there, one nil, one all. Yeah. Jordy yeah. uh, scored there, like, you okay. know, yeah. and it was just, it was just that, that that was when you knew you'd reached the promised land, like, you know. And we was there, we, we actually had the cop that day, like, you know. And one more little one, just, like, we, we went at Wembley three times, uh, well, four times at Wigan, but three times. But the, the Swindon game, we picked that one because we won. I know it was an awful day, pissed yeah. down the rain and knocked yeah. out. But there were, there were four generations of my family there, my dad, me, my kids, and my grandkids, like, you know, it was like... Yeah. Four generations of Kempsters, and there must have been like 40 or 50 Kempsters there that day, like, you know? Fantastic, mate. Fantastic choice. Good choices all. Pick up yeah. your, funny, your funniest moments. Any Anything spring to mind, Kevin? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a couple of good... Well, this one is just silly, like, you know, it's, um, it was it's just a stupid thing, and, and it's a little dig at Lewisham Council, and I thought they've, they've uh, done a, a dirty on Millwall, but I'm not going to get politics, but it's where it's, it's PC gone mental. Okay. When, when we got promoted, I, I don't know if it's to celebrate Lewisham sponsoring us or, 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 or get, getting into the first division, they commissioned the big mural yeah. of um, the original Millwall team yeah. on the wall behind the stand. <laughs> and, they, and they made, the Millwall team of 1885, <laughs> they made six of the players, six of 12 players, black. You know, now everyone knows, you know, you, I'm not racist. I've had some brilliant black players in the past, like uh, Liam Walker. But to, to, to commission a, put six Millwall players from 1885, it's, it's like, 
You know, it's, it's so stupid, ridiculous thing. I don't know if um, that Mr. PC did, didn't he? Might have been Scotsman just come out of the jam factory covered in, I don't know, jam or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a dark one. Another one was um, uh, Burnley in, in the 80s. I did, did write down the exact year. I, 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 I sussed it out and we played Burnley at home. We played Burnley at home. We, uh, we beat them 2-0. I think it was about 1981. Right. And um, Burnley, we... we Burnley had a free kick on the sort of in in the archway facing the Audit and Road, and they were looking around and all that. All of a sudden, this bloke and I know I know him, Sidney Matthews. He runs on the pitch. He, Burnley got there. He gets the ball up the Burnley feet. Uh, no, it's Millwall had the free kick. Yeah. <laughs> he got the ball. Yeah, Millwall had the free kick. Cause he, he comes in, he got the ball, and he, he run around three Burnley players and it in the back of the net. The ground went mad. <laughs> it, was, it was a Sunday afternoon down there. Not, he was a bit of a character, City Matthews. He's still a bat. And um, he, he, he got a few um, votes for player of the year that year. <laughs> nice one. Only at Millwall. Good show. Say, you wouldn't get out of Arsenal, would you? Or, or Chelsea? Or... <laughs> Who's your favourite current player? Who'd you pick out the current squad? I know we're in a little bit of a transition period at the moment. A few players coming and going. You got anyone that you like in the in the, in the team at the moment? Yeah, um, mine is um, Scott Malone at the moment. I mean, Kenny Gackett bought him first season and hardly ever played him. And thought, well, and, and, he, and even though when he, put, when he did come on, he put him under pressure and he was getting a little bit of stick from Cutler. On, yeah. I think from the other side, um, over on the um, the main stand, or the, was it West Stand? Yeah. And and then he, he sort of dropped him out. And I think because he, he had his hair cut and then he became good, didn't he? So it shows you. Yeah, like, like Samson or something, or in reverse, maybe. Well, that's the other way around, though. Samson lost his strength with his hair, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, but, uh, tell yeah. boy. I do, I do like Scott. But he, he, he runs like a girl, but I mean, it just, it just excites me the way he, because the way he runs like a girl, I get horny after him. <laughs> 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 What can I say to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he kicks the ball over the defender and runs around. He does things he's got no right to do. He's, he's actually very skillful and, and exciting. He is. He's, he's a when he got that goal QPR as well, that was good. Yeah, yeah no, he pulled that out of the hat, didn't he, late in the game. Last question then, most despised opponent. Um, you've kind of touched on Sam Allardyce already, Kev, but anyone else? Well, he wasn't, yeah, didn't... didn't Really, memory is an opponent. No, I just, you know, it started off my, my, at one time, a, a, an opponent yeah. I despised yeah. was, believe it or not, he turned into one of my idols, Terry, Terry, uh, Terry Erlock. Terry. <laughs> <laughs> well, when he played for Brentford, he always played with his big earrings in and he'd come and putting it about, he had big long frizzy hair, even more than he had at Millwall, like, you know? And he was, you just, you know, getting, and he, he, he thrived on the stick, he was getting, one of them who thrived on the stick, yeah, he was getting yeah. at Millwall, like, you know? Some and, do, yeah. And, and, and he's the players, and all his mates were Millwall fans, because he used to go out to the players' farm a lot of times at the yeah, old end, and yeah. I players' farm, oh, they did chat then, but, you, so, but that's, from, that's one went from zero to hero, you know? Yeah, yeah very much so, but I know what you mean. Yeah. But, yeah, but no, I'm, so I'm not having him really, but the, the, the two I've got are, are the two biggest dogs in football, really, like, you know, but you probably know what I'm going to say, Lee Hughes, Lee Hughes, like, you know, for those reasons, yeah. And, and, well
he's not a very nice person, like, and I just, no, he just, no. he, 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 oh, I won't mention what he's done, but no. everyone knows what he's done. Yeah, but yeah. he just, got, and and the thing is, he, he's one of them who thrive on the stick and done. Yeah, but when he got the hat trick down the day, yeah. uh, and the other one is the similar sort of players, the Marlon King, Marlon. and uh, yeah. he always scored against us, and he's. I think he's been kicked out of football now. I don't think no one attacked him with a barge pole. But... You're right, he is another player that always seems to turn on against Mill, presumably because we give him enough stick to get him get him fired up and into the game. But uh, two good... Yeah, but, but, two but for all the ones we do, the ones that only them couple five, most of them, if you really give them sticks, they do melt and hide. And yeah. you see a few players having to be brought off from the stick they get, like, you know? No, very true, mate, very true. It happened with um, your man this year. He started up again. He's the, the derby... Um, it, Smith, Adam, Adam Smith. Smith. Yeah. They had to get him off, didn't they? Like, and I'm Bournemouth game. Can't believe Bournemouth paid all that money for him. No. Well, football's football's a mad game nowadays, Kevin, isn't it? You know, there you are. Yeah. Brilliant stuff, mate. That's that's the listed Lions questions done. That's it. Oh, this <laughs> over over too quick. Over too quickly. <laughs> You're looking forward to the new season. You're hopeful. You're Just like and I lose, you know, with ten games yeah. every season, and that—that it, that, it, it ruins your weekend. You just want to come away, yes. Like, you know, even scrape a one-nil victory, yeah. or you know, or, up, or, or put it back in the brink and get a draw. But you know, you're losing 10, 12, 11, 13 home games. You know, it just does you nothing. And and uh, you know, I, I, I think Holloway's going to be good for us. I hope so. I hope it, hope it all works out. Um, people. But you've got to have the P word at me. You've got to have a bit of patience, right? You know, yeah. get behind the boys. You know, always. Yeah. You got. If you don't come home with a sore throat, you ain't, you ain't done your part. You might have paid your money, but walk out that ground with a sore throat, friend. Nicely put. Really appreciate it, Kev. That's fantastic. Kevin Kempster, ladies and gentlemen, our listed line this week. Thanks for coming on the show, Kev. It's been fantastic, mate. Lovely. Cheers. been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns.